0: Rich
1: Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air live on the Roku channel here in Los Angeles, California. If you missed the first two hours, you missed Daniel Jeremiah um, calling into the show. I walked him through the first round quarterbacks and Bijan Robinson and the defensive group and he does not think Will Anderson is the first one. He He thinks Will's the third defender off the board. He said Tyree Wilson will go first, Mm -hmm. maybe to Arizona. And then he thinks that it'll be uh, Jalen Carter, maybe to Seattle. And then Will Anderson would be there for the Lions to take because quarterbacks will go around them. Um, That might be a way for this thing to go. Although, just to point out how much of a, I guess last year in Vegas you'd call it a crapshoot, um, here you in know. Kansas City, how much of a, what would you say, a, you know? A, I'm,
0: trying to, I'm trying to make a barbecue and I know, I'm just, I <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Can't figure
1: out what it is. Uh, just just how much of a mystery it all is? How much, it, the, oh, there's a lot of smoke, you can't see through the smoke? Is that good? Yeah, it's uh, close. Um, he said he received a text from one, you know, evaluating source, and then another one said the Seahawks are never going to let Carter go past five. And the other one is like that Seahawks will never take Jalen Carter. I <laughs> love it. And as DJ said, what to make of all that, Rich?
0: Yeah, I keep bringing up Peter King. He, did, he dropped his his mock, the only one he does, on his uh, column this morning. He has um, Will Anderson as the third defender. He has Tyree Wilson going second to Houston. Wow. C.J. Stroud going third to Tennessee, who trades up from 11 with Arizona. What a night that would be. Will Levis, fourth to Indianapolis. Uh Jalen Carter, fifth to Seattle. And then Will Anderson going sixth
1: to Detroit. Detroit. The Lions would just lose their minds if that happens.
0: And then DJ mentioned the Raiders being in the market for a defender. He has them taking uh, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Could you imagine if this happens
1: for the Lions? That
0: means they would have
1: Will Anderson, who you could say is one of the best pass rushers college football has had on the field for the last two years, right? Mm -hmm. On one side and Aiden Hutchinson on the other?
0: (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) Like what? Really? And then they've got another first-round pick, their own, in their back pocket for later. And Daniel said, if it's possible, B. John Robinson drops, and he's sitting there at Detroit at 18? They walk out with Will Anderson and Bijan Robinson. Then that's it. Like we, there's, there's no like who wins the draft cool. conversation. It's over, and it would be Detroit. Yeah. Wow. So the, this is all up there, and it's out there. It's in there. Uh, I'm here. You're there. Uh, and and uh, I'll be heading to the draft in short order. I'll be there all week. Try the wine. Um, <laughs> Take a waitress. Yes, exactly. I just had a nice chat with Chris Davis. Uh, who plays George Foreman uh, in the new film, Big George Foreman, about, wait for it, George Foreman, and um, that's exclusively in theaters this Friday. I'll give you two choices, guys. One is he's one of those actors that are shorter than you think. Okay. Two, he's playing all of Big George Foreman because he's as tall as, say, Deontay Wilder almost.
0: Oh, goodness. goodness gracious. And again, I'm a
1: short I'm a shorter man. Wow. When it comes to that sort of thing, so it might be tougher for me to You've been around the bronze bomber, so. Which uh, you, which your gonna, well, what's your what's your choice? What's I'm gonna
0: say option two.
1: Well, all I know is he got up from the couch and he kept going. <laughs> <laughs> so. From Camden, New Jersey, Mikey. Whoa. What exit is that?
2: Uh on the probably three on that well, it's a turnpike. Turnpike. Parkway, you you gotta go across the whole state, so it's you're going turnpike.
1: To okay, Camden. turnpike to Camden, right? Tur- definitely. Okay, very good. Um, well, we'll ask him that when he comes out shortly. He'll know. Uh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> He'll, <that's> know. Right. <laughs> He'll know. He'll know. Hey, Cranmer, New Jersey. Home. I might be wrong. Well, I'm looking right now. All right.
2: See what exited. Chris the, was also in Atlanta. Uh, had a little role in that for a few episodes. Very
1: too, so. We'll be talking about it yeah. all with him. He'll be joining us shortly here on The Rich Eisen Show in studio. Uh, we just said goodbye to Kate Marum, who's in uh, class of 09 on uh, Hulu. Hulu. Um, and um, we just went down memory lane with her as her dad is uh, family owns the Giants, and her mom's side of the family owns the, uh, hey. the uh, those Oof, Steelers. How about that? Yeah. My parents were just public school educators. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, that's, she, it. that's legitimate NFL royalty Coast Postcard right and man.
0: my mom stayed at home. There you go. <laughs> so. There you have it. Yeah. And I tweeted out that thing that she said, and it, obviously it's a joke. People, it's not. Everyone's tweeting back like, "Whoa, what's going on?" I love it. Like, oh, I It's called creating a buzz, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Twitter, man. You know,
2: doesn't it doesn't
0: matter. It doesn't
1: matter. You don't have a blue check mark, so people well, don't yeah, know who yeah. you are.
0: Wait, show the show doesn't have a check mark. Yeah, we, no, lost we, we lost terror, that too, huh? Yeah. Oh.
1: Mike, is there a way? Like, can you? Can I'll you make, make a, a phone call. call ask your buddy Elon. I will. I can call see, Elon. I, I got his number. Is it one of those things where Tesla you know you might immediate. get like ten percent off your Twitter Blue? Like, you might get uh, eighty cents back if like you get a friend to sign up. Yeah, 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 getting two friends two to sign up. You you get and, your and family, family. I don't I get know. A discount. And and if he does offer that, get get in immediately because he might just reverse course and just change his business model the next day. Because yeah. that's what he seems to do a lot. Yeah, he
2: does every day.
1: Yeah every day since so just i'm i'm just one of those elitists that need to be owned um and i got my blue check mark back for nothing
0: I am rich congratulations
1: uh, no i'm just wondering mike how does it make you I, feel that you spent money on it and i don't, and I don't spend a dime on it and i've got it and my only cost is that people think I paid for it, and I don't want them to. And you're so happy that you did, and you're happy to let people know you Here's were in on that caper. Fact. Like, like you, like you're this was a Lufthansa heist, and you're the, the wig man who helped come up with the idea. Mikey the wig man, first Whoa. of
2: all, <laughs> doesn't need his money. But getting back to it, yeah. I started Twitter Blue from the first moment it came to stop ads,
1: which... I shouldn't okay. because you shouldn't because paid, it's out. But yes. it doesn't, doesn't matter money. anymore because That's why I did Elon's it. destroyed that part of the business too. The, the, the amount of revenue that this show made off of Twitter ads has been cut by about ninety-five percent because yes. all of the things that he's done has ruined that part of the business too. I mean, I just so want just to throwing f- that out there, I'm just I'm you and I are on the. We, we're supposed to be the same playing level. We're not. Well, I'm, it is. I'm upset. It is. You've got You're it. I've got it. Again. You just paid for it. I You're elitist again. again. I'm elitist again. You're elitist hey, again. See, hey. See? I'm back not, where <laughs> I belong. I Looking down on Mike.
2: <laughs>
3: even no though idea I
1: don't. what you guys are talking you about because I
2: can't get onto this site. So, right. TJ right. can't even get on here. I don't know what Twitter is. All right.
1: It's a Monday, and it's the Monday of Draft Week, which means this is an epic edition of Overreaction. Monday hit it. Yes. That was terrible. That was crap.
2: That was garbage.
0: That's why it sucks. Overreaction? Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher, what do you got over here? Hey, guys, what's up? We got a lot, so let's just go fast. All right, NFL draft. Here we go. Rich, I look at the betting odds. I know what they say, I believe them. Will Levis is going second overall. Your current better favorite, he is minus money. No, but this is an overreaction. Money. This is
1: overreaction. It's not an overreaction to say that now. If you had given me this two weeks ago, that would have been an overreaction then. Now it's not.
0: Well, Daniel Jeremiah said
1: it's Daniel it's Jeremiah, Stroud. But he, he believes that C.J. Stroud is the better evaluation. And I don't believe Will Levis is going second overall. But it's not an overreaction to say that now because people are going crazy. The crazy thing is like what... How is C.J. Stroud now worse than Will Levis in the eyes of the Texans when I guess they had to meet Will or Will's put on, you know, more muscle on top of muscle and, you know? know.
0: Do you buy into this uh, test score thing that's been going around oh, the last Oh, gosh. Few days?
1: That's the worst thing ever. That Stroud out of 100 got
0: an 18? Come on, man. That's, that's kind of the latest buzz from the weekend. So you're
1: not going to take him, Really?
0: No, I watched the Georgia tape. Me, I, I was about I to would say when it, you, were, I, I would when take you him had your one. heart in your throat, and I would take him number one. Were
1: you one. thinking C.J. Stroud is not going to test well uh, uh, mentally I or academically? Don't care. And this is how I think I it's so ridiculous. Dimes. Part of a story is here. I am having an opportunity to take a shot at Ohio State not being as smart as you think, <laughs> and I'm not taking it.
0: No, because he's awesome at football. Give me a break. He him.
1: should be second overall. I would take him number but 1. But it's not an overreaction to say that Will Levis will be right now. What else you got over
0: there? All right, here we go. Um last year as we said there were nine trades in the first round including that gigantic AJ Brown trade. I think there's going to be at least another one of these shocking trade involving a star not named Aaron Rodgers. I'll I'm agree with say. you. I'll agree with you. Not named Roger.
1: Boy, why am I just looking at Derrick Henry? Although our buddy Akbar set things a about Derrick Henry going to the Eagles, and that is not happening as of this current airing. Um, I'll go with you, and I'll peg Derrick Henry being that guy. If he's if he's out there, why wouldn't you? You can't draft Derrick Henry in the first round of this draft. Let's see you, you miss on you miss on Bijan. I don't know, man. Who else would it be? Who would be? Is it DeAndre? Would it be Hopkins? Instead? Who else would it be?
0: Devin White, is that big enough name for you? Um, what, if, what if some Lamar stuff is brewing?
1: Lamar's not going anywhere.
0: Buda Baker? He nah, uh,
1: that's not that's not up there with AJ Brown, I don't think. Buddha Baker is significant. I don't think he's going anywhere either. Um I don't think he's going anywhere either. So we, I'll go we, with you. It's these, not an tra- overreaction. It's still again. Hot, it may not so. happen, but it's still not an overreaction. What else, Chris?
0: All right, one of the uh, quarterback names we see slipping uh, mock drafts having him down in the twenties now is Anthony Richardson. I think that's bunk. He's going in the top five. <sighs> yeah, I still think quarterbacks go one, two, three, four.
1: Just but the, here's here's the thing, here, Chris. Then I think it just shows you how absolutely nutty this whole process is at what point in this entire journey from the combine to this moment would anthony richardson being drafted in the top five be considered an overreaction not at any step of the way oh, but now here we are and now it would be based on everyone here and he's dropping he's this he's that so this is not an overreaction i think he will be still drafted in the top five and I think that'll be shown in my uh, come at me mock draft tomorrow. Oh, oh, my come at me mock draft. I got to work on that tonight. Maybe in between, in between innings of Cooper's uh, Little League game or in between serves of Xander's volleyball game that I got as soon as I'm done with this program.
0: Anthony Richardson is the favorite to go fifth. So we'll see. Yeah,
1: I think he's top five. So we'll I'll see. say that. How about this one? Yes, sir. CJ
0: Stroud is going to go outside the top
1: five. No way. That's an overreaction. This is nuts. Can we stop this nonsense? Get the hell out of here! Come on, come on. He was so amazing against Georgia. He so is—he is as good as they come, coming out of college. I threw him. I saw him throw at the combine. He was flipping it around, like effortlessly, and dropping it in buckets. Come on, everybody.
0: I think the test stuff. He has should be second too.
1: overall. And the only reason why you know you might give you a pause is you're watching the Michigan tape.
0: I think that's fair. Two years in a row. Yeah, like uh, us being nominated. You <laughs> know. What else you got over there, Chris? Bijan Robinson, not going to make it past the Falcons at eight.
1: Um, I don't think that's an overreaction either. Why would the Falcons pass on this kid? I
0: don't know. I, I don't know. Sarah will be so happy.
1: Um, is he? He's on. Is, did we get him? We didn't get him. We're trying to get him for tomorrow's show. We got Will Anderson on tomorrow's show. Nice. Pardon me. We now have Bijan. Good. I want to meet him. I've heard nothing but amazing things about him. And if you're if you're, a, an evaluator, a coach, an owner in the NFL, this should be paramount to you. Paramount. That you love this kid, and you're going to send him all around your community. Stick him in the ATL. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Could you take a look at the rest London, of their offseason and, moves? They, they hit the hell out of their defense. Load it up. Let's go. And you want it. You have to give Desmond Ritter the opportunity to show what he's doing. Then that's what you do. Yep. Okay.
0: Big year for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Kind of make a break for Mr. For Pitts. That, for that spot. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Pitts, right? Hey. Uh, how about this one? Uh, Peter King had it in his mock draft. Somebody we're not expecting is going to make a big move up for a quarterback. Say it again? Someone we're not expecting, a team we're not thinking about. Big move up for a quarterback.
1: I don't know. Um, I'm going to say a team we're not expecting, that's an overreaction is what I'll say. I'll say that's an overreaction. And I think that we're not – I'm going to go – Like what part if the, Washington moves I'm, up or something? I, they, you know I, mean? I don't think so.
0: I don't think Washington's moving up. I don't think – but like, would Minnesota? Would you categorize Minnesota? Yeah, I think that'd be not expecting. They're hoping somebody falls to them, but you know, what if they move up?
1: Baltimore? Uh, I'll, I'll go up. I'll, uh, no, no way, no way. Uh, I, I don't think any of these guys are like we have to move up from. Like the the only one that you they that I think would merit moving up to go get to not expect them to do it, like somebody in that not expected category, is someone in the second round moving up to the back of the first to take Hendon Hooker and get a fifth-year option on him. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to be part of, like, we're not evaluating the quarterbacks the, the the in the media the same way that they are in the pros, but I still think Richardson's going to be the third quarterback off the board. I don't know.
2: Feels good not to have to worry about a quarterback, man.
1: <laughs> man. Well, mine's coming in the trade. That's what you think. Yeah. And his oh. is gonna be rehabilitated by Bill O'Brien, <laughs> who he slagged on for his evaluation as a coach and an evaluator from his Texan days he did. He did. He did. earlier he did. in this program. He did. He did. He did. I, don't,
0: I don't want him picking the groceries, I want him cooking the meal. You got one more? Got one more. Uh, you saw the the picture of Colorado oh. Spring Game twenty twenty two. Yes, I did. Colorado Spring Game Twenty Twenty Three. Yes. What was the big difference there?
1: Deion Sanders, sir. Yeah, well, Coach
0: he's going to be coaching in the NFL in three years. Yep. <sighs> three years.
1: Um, I, I, I don't know about the NFL. I don't know. I, I Honestly, I haven't spoken nice. to him about that, if he wants to do that or not. I, I don't know if he wants to do that. I think he may love the kids. Yeah. I don't know. He may love the process. I don't know. He may get sick of it. But that's not an overreaction. And let me just say this. To all the schools that had a <laughs> chance to get him. Right. And didn't. Putting his own to State. All the schools that thought he was maybe for gazy because he's just prime time and he's not going to be he's just it's just window dressing. They may not win you know, 10 games this year. They may not even be above 500, but what they're going to be is relevant, which is what you want them to be in year one when you are coming off of such a disaster. A disaster. So to all the schools that had a shot at Dion didn't get him. Oops. <laughs> You're <bet. laughs>
2: Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. <laughs> That's a pride.
1: Love him. Good for him. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this program. When we come back, uh, Chris Davis, the man who plays Big George Foreman in theaters near you later this week, he is here. That's next. He's sitting on the couch to your right right now, Chris. Hey, Say hello. (laughs) Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Big George Foreman in theaters near you exclusively this Friday. The man who plays George Foreman, Chris Davis, is here on The Rich Eisen Show. When you first got the opportunity, Mm. or you knew you had an opportunity to play George Foreman, you
3: thought what? Uh, It's a huge responsibility. I mean, I I was a little nervous because Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to mess it up, you know. And Mm -hmm. we're talking about not just somebody who you're doing a biopic about. You're talking about an icon over the span of several different generations. Mm-hmm. And he's not just the grill guy, he's got a huge fight legacy, you know? And then I had no idea when I came into the job that he had a religious background, a religious mm-hmm. part of his life. That's a lot to cover. Yeah, And we're gonna cover the span of several decades. Yes. So how do I do it, right? Mm-hmm. And you get it and you don't really know how you're gonna go about it, but you just start eating the elephant one bite at a time. And what'd you, you know? learn? I learned everything about Mr. Foreman. When I first got the script, I just what I knew about him was that he was the grill guy and he was the guy who lost to Ali. That's about as far as it went. Uh-huh. You know. So And by the way, I totally get that. I how how old are you? Uh, I mean, I got you know, I don't see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But You're you're a young yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not old enough to remember his of first yeah. career and um I'm 53 and it's uh, you know, it's kind yeah. of hazy in my head too. Yeah, Chris, yeah so you know? w- Going back and reading his autobiographies and yeah. watching all the as much footage on him as I could, it was also eye-opening to me who he was because I did, as a fight fan, always wonder mm-hmm. when I was watching that Rumble in the Jungle, who that guy was, right? I have my I had my own feelings about the fight, you know, um, in regards to what the ref was doing mm-hmm. <laughs> or wasn't doing, right. um, and I, I was curious. Uh, so having the opportunity to go back and dig deep on who this guy was, man, I was I was, uh, I was was floored by his experience in life, you know?
1: How much were you exposed to the real George Horman? How much contact did you have
3: with uh, so George? So I went and I met him. Okay. Yeah, and I spent three days in Houston with him, which is incredible. Do you go to his house? What yeah, talking? so I had gone down there because, you know, I I had seen so much film. Mm-hmm. I had read the autobiographies. Yeah. But... We're not doing a movie about interviews, you know what I mean? If of we're going to do just a bunch of vignettes of Mr. Foreman's interviews, then' mm-hmm. fine, then maybe I don't need to talk to him, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We're doing a movie about his personal experience, his human experience. yeah, so I wanted to go meet him, you know, not to extract any anything else from him other than what his natural way of state of being was. and so what happened? uh I wrote down a whole bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. You wrote him down. I wrote down, you know, I was, you know, I'm not a media guy, so, but I knew that I had to ask him something. Right. Man, I had all these questions. I got in front of Mr. Foreman, and all I could do is stare at the guy. (laughs) That's all I could do is stare (laughs) at the guy, because I couldn't believe that I'm actually sitting in front of Mr. George Foreman. Right. The legacy that he had, you know, uh, as a fighter, I had read his books. Now I know. Yes. Now I know who he is, what he's done. Man, I couldn't talk, and something in the back of my mind was like, Chris, Ask him a question. Uh oh, oh Mr. <laughs> Mr. Foreman, I, you know, and I'm trying to ask him these questions, but I couldn't. And I'm just watching him talk and he's trying to find things yes. to keep saying to me. And really, and I listened back to some of the tape, right? Yeah. And my, I had like this high pitched tone. As I was talking to him, like so, yeah, Mr. Foreman. Huh? So, I don't know where that came from. Did he think you were right? trying,
1: you're, you're doing the Tyson movie? And I don't know, it- I don't
3: know, man. But I didn't know that I was doing that. But maybe that was my nerves, or maybe I was just over overthinking that I didn't want him to think that I was some corny dude. Yeah, yeah. Who was gonna take you know take on his life story? Because I wanted him to know more than anything that I was serious and that I was going to treat it with as much care and delicacy as I possibly could. Because you had to think he's sizing you up, too. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. It was wild. All right.
1: Now I'm mandated to ask you, uh, did he cook you something on no, the he <laughs> 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 no, he did
3: not. No, he did not.
1: Because I would have walked in there, okay, it, where's the grill? Where's the grill? Where's you the know, grill?
3: actually, I didn't want to ask him about the grill. Because? I didn't, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to ask him any, like... Because it's too unserious, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and I really wanted him to know that I was taking it serious. Yes. And I wanted him to take me serious as well as somebody who's going to be doing my jo- you know, the job. So I, I, would, I didn't want to, you know,
1: yeah. I get it. I'm just an unserious person. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no. I'm just being an unserious person <laughs> with you. But I... Because, I, I, again, he is... Uh, it's pop culture, yeah. right? It's, it's more than just a fight game with him. Right. He's a total pop culture... Um, you know, icon Absolutely. in many ways. About, certainly when he comes back and then he does it again. I mean, the, the oldest, you know, or the most uh, aged um, heavyweight champion in the I'll whole come back and uh, do it. Right, to ever do it. I mean, I don't you know.
3: think, when I mean, you, you hear it, right? And unless you're, unless you're 35, let's say 35. Yeah. And you think about sitting at home, you haven't played a sport yes. since you were in your 20s and you're 35 now, and you say to yourself, I'm gonna go and be a pro Yeah. at this, right? Mm -hmm. Like sitting in the house, I played football years ago growing up. Mm -hmm. It'd be like me sitting in the house saying, hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna go to the Combine. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm gonna 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 be in the NFL, I wanna do it. God told me (laughs) that I'm gonna go to the NFL and be a a, a top tier tight end. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, that's nuts. (laughs) And he did that. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that people need to understand just how miraculous this dude's story is. I mean, even winning the uh, gold medal mm-hmm. at the 68 Olympics, you're talking about a kid who never gloved up before. Now, we know fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Never gloved up before. From the first day he put gloves on and sparred, a year later, he won gold at the Olympics. Unbelievable. Come on, man, that's an impossibility. That's an impossibility, for real. Sure, you work hard, you become heavyweight champ, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of work that goes into that. You can't take that away from him. But he did have these really miraculous, and it's it's in the story title for that reason, Mm -hmm. really miraculous moments Mm -hmm. that are rather impossible in any other circumstance. Yeah, big George Foreman in
1: theaters near you, exclusively this Friday, the man who plays George Foreman, Chris Davis, is here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, What was it, I mean, you were talking about the moment you meet George Foreman what about hearing that Forrest Whitaker is going to be in this film what about that one for you
3: that one was that one was a big one for me because you know I grew up watching Mr Whitaker sure grew up respecting his legacy mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and I, I felt humbled because you know he came into this job in a sense kind of to to uplift not just Mr. Foreman's legacy and things like that but he was he was there uplifting me, and he didn't have to do that, you know. He How did he do, do that? What do you mean? Well, you know, he, he's Mr. Whitaker. He should be number one on the call sheet, you know. And he, he, he. I'm number one on the call sheet, man. What he, I, I, what a grace to be able to come in and just mm-hmm. say I'm going to do this and support this young actor. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I didn't take that for granted, so I, I wanted him also to know that. I was serious and that I wanted to show up for him too Yes. when we were doing our scenes. So I didn't want him to feel like he had to pick up my slack or anything. I wanted him to know that I'm, a, I'm able to hold, hold my own so that you can continue to shine as Mr. Whitaker and that you know that we can do this together as a, as a team. You know, I wanted to be a proper teammate for Mr. Whitaker. I didn't want him to ever doubt that I wasn't showing up. Did you ever communicate that to him or you just did it with your work? I told him thank you. You did? Yeah, I told him thank you immediately. You know, I told him that um, because I needed him to know that I wasn't just walking in there feeling like, you know, I'm the man and you hear, you here busting it down right behind me ever. Never that. So never you that. You
1: didn't call him old like Dylan I didn't Brooks call him LeBron, old, no, either. sir. <laughs> okay. no, no,
3: sir. Well, he did tell me to not call him Mr. Whitaker, so <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for it. I said you, it. You, <laughs> did, you did
1: call him Mr. Yeah.
3: Whitaker on the set? Yeah, man. Yeah, because I wanted to show deference, you know, You know, he put in 40 years in the game. Mm -hmm. That's deference. I got to show deference to that. That's earned. You know what I mean? Yes. Same thing with with Mr. Foreman. I'm not going to walk around calling him George Foreman. We didn't go to high school together. That's not my (laughs) elementary school, buddy. You know what I mean? I got to show some deference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We go to high school
3: together. (laughs) I love that.
1: I've got Chris Davis here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you're from Camden, New Jersey. Yes. Okay. Um, that's way down south, and New- that's south right Jersey. across. That's right across from Philadelphia. Right across right? From Philly, yeah. So you're Philly sports or Philly sports? Okay. Yeah. So the Eagles were going on their Super Bowl run this year. Was something you were that was great. Fired up about that
3: was great. I mean, it was it was cool that I got to see them do it twice mm-hmm. or three times. Yes, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, the first time was uh with McNabb. Yep. You know, leading the charge and Andy Reid. You know, um, and that was a tough one for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I had a lot of feelings about the way that the team was behaving. With T.O. and Yeah, and and that whole T.O. and McNabb energy. Mm -hmm. That was hurtful because it was like, you know, we're here. That's when you squash it. That's when you go for it. You know, Uh, and I think that that did play a part. You Mm -hmm. know, and in the media, it was real heavy. You remember, it was real heavy. and, And Chris, let me tell you something. Yeah.
1: After that Super Bowl... Um, I that was the second one NFL Network covered. Mm-hmm. And we flew from Jacksonville, which is where the game took place, all the way to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. And um, it it took, you know, the full day. And this was way before, you know, uh, Twitter was on cell phones and anything yeah. like that. So um, I had no idea that T.O. had called out McNabb for vomiting in the huddle towards the end of that game. yeah, And so we showed up at the Pro Bowl for NFL Network, mm-hmm. and we're setting up for a show because the Eagles were coming the next day. I had no idea what was going on there, and we had McNabb and Terrell Owens together, mm-hmm. slated to be interviewed together. And then about an hour before the interview was taking place, we were told neither would come if both were going to be there. And we're, we we are kind of looked at each other like, what yeah. is up with that? They just played in a Super Bowl. And T.O., with his leg basically reconstructed, dominated, he was—he yeah. had an incredible game. Yes. So I remember we were stunned that yeah. there was something going you, on there, and you, to your point, it was definitely simmering.
3: Yeah, it I mean, definitely happening. Philly fans are, are rough mm-hmm. on on their sports teams when they're not behaving properly, <laughs> you know. Uh, but after that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's not—it's not a personal thing that I was saying, sure. but. You know, everybody started calling McNabb uh, Willie Beeman, you, you know, started calling him Willie Beeman. And people were hurt by the fact that they couldn't squash whatever they had going on mm-hmm. to bring home Chip. Now, when Foles got there, you know, nobody expected that to happen. Nope. You talk about, I heard, uh, uh, what's her name? was just talking about an underdog story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was the underdog story. You know, all these old cats, nobody expected them to win. Mm-hmm. We got Nick Foles in there, <laughs> and didn't he perform, man? It was we talk about a Rudy moment, you know. And I was there. I was there when they won. Now I'm an Eagles fan. I'm I'm cool if we lose. Mm-hmm. I'm used to us getting to 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 the really high point and then falling back. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm still a fan, mm-hmm. but this time felt different. So I went and I you went to Minnesota. No, no. Went, so okay. I went and and um, I got myself a hotel ticket. Okay, in Philadelphia, right? Uh huh. For when they were gonna, you know, mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I got myself a hotel ticket in Philadelphia because I know it was gonna get crazy if we won. <laughs> right? I knew it. It was gonna get crazy. But nobody was buying hotel tickets because nobody expected us to win. Mm-hmm. So the hotel, the whole hotel room was like thirty bucks a night in Center City, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Like thirty bucks a night, right? So I had this hotel room, and I had just finished a job, and I was like, you know if if I, if we lose i have the hotel room and i can go see family in camden yeah. i don't care it's all good so i get down there and we're watching the game and to the last second yeah. it was like nobody could breathe we were winning yeah but nobody no nobody wanted to jinx it right and the moment we won mm-hmm. everybody started screaming we walked outside and you know if you're in philadelphia if you've ever been center city city hall is right in the middle of this circle yeah yeah. right mm-hmm. so you walk out and it was like being on a movie set it was like a movie we walked outside we we're all cheering from inside the hotel and then suddenly from either side of the building of city hall just came. swarms of people started coming it was like a movie man <laughs> and people were out there with thousands of people and i'm out there people started climbing light telephone poles, poles. telephone poles it was nuts man and when i knew it was time to go home <laughs> <laughs> was when I started seeing beer cans go. Foo, 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 foo. I said, okay, y'all, I'm out, I'm out. I'm going to see y'all later, man. It was getting crazy out came. here. It wasn't when the
0: horses got punched? Yes, man, it
3: was crazy. It was wild, man, but it was a beautiful experience. So I was excited that we went back again. And now
1: you've got Jalen Hurts leading yeah. the show. I mean... I love that guy. Yeah. I love everything about him. I love the mm-hmm. way he carries himself. I love the way he speaks. I love the way he plays. Yeah. I love the way he leads. I love his heart. I love his mind. I yeah. love his soul. I love the whole damn thing. I agree. I agree. All of it. Like he's a dream come true. He's what you want to have yeah. as your quarterback. I agree. I, I think that this this love team him.
3: is, uh, overall, I think it's probably the the best uh like complete squad oh, sure. that we've had in a long time. I agree. And, Even the uh, Super Bowl team. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm 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 really happy saying. with this team. And you know, Jalen Hurts and I are actually frat brothers. I don't, I don't know him personally. Okay. But we are in the same fraternity. So I have a lot of love and support for Which him. Which is that? Which one? Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I have a lot of love and support for him and I look forward to seeing much more of his success, you know, um him getting this offer to be paid. You know, oh. th- I mean, it, I'm I'm wanting this for him. I'm wanting this for him, you know? Yeah. Big and time.
1: He deserves every, he, does. he deserves it all. He deserves it all. Are you a Sixers fan, too, or not
3: so much? I am a Sixers fan. I'm a Sixers okay. fan. So um, is
1: TJ, the man behind you from yeah. Altoona, Pennsylvania, too. Oh, word. You and yeah. word. Yeah.
3: yeah, I'm a Sixers fan. And like I told you back there, you know, I didn't grow up a Sixers fan. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad is a Lakers fan. and You know, I grew up watching Kobe. Well, he's Philly, right? As yeah. Well, uh-huh. I didn't even know that until much later. Okay. You know, all right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I grew up a Lakers fan. And then once Kobe retired, you know, it was like, you know, just it's time to be a hometown boy. You okay. know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, for sure. I got you. Well, this is fun, Chris. This has been a fun conversation.
1: Big George Foreman exclusively in theaters this Friday. I know TJ wanted, you want to ask about Atlanta?
2: Yeah, I just, you know, Atlanta was such a great show, man. And when you came on to Atlanta, The way I kind of described your character, man, was kind of like, this was like Bra Man from Martin, but kind of like a little bit more dangerous Mm -hmm. than Bra Man. So what was it like for you just to work on the set? Cause you know, we talked about Brian Tyree Henry earlier. Mm -hmm. Of course, Donald Glover is amazing.
3: What was it like? It was nice. I mean, so I I have a theater background, Mm -hmm. you know, so I've done a lot of theater. I've been on Broadway, just finished a Broadway run of Death of a Salesman in uh, uh, January, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that was crazy. Playing Biff on Broadway was nuts. I but bet. yeah, but I had I had a theater background, and that was my first time really doing a a show where I had that much responsibility. So my first day going in, you know, I felt a little tense, you know, because sometimes the directors don't give you a lot of uh flexibility mm-hmm. uh when you're doing TV, or at least back then. And the director walked up to me, man, and he said, Chris, you from theater. You do theater, right? I said, Yeah, you know. And he said, Well, look. Just do whatever you want. And if I see something that's a little crazy, I'll come and we'll talk about it. Man, he took the reins off of me and I just cut it loose. And I wanted more than anything that Tracy was likable. Mm-hmm. I needed him to be be understood on a human level, right? Rather than being like just, just a bra man or somebody that you could poke fun at. I, I'm a firm believer that every character, whether they're an off, a real person like Mr. Foreman or mm-hmm. a made-up character like Tracy, represents somebody. Right? If mm-hmm. they come from my mind and then they're put on paper, that's from an experience that a human had, and we're telling a human experience. So I wanted people like Tracy to be seen and to be respected. For people to know that you know, when you're walking through a Walmart and you see somebody that looks like Tracy, or you're you know, come or you're on a train in New York and you see somebody who looks like Tracy, mm-hmm. well, that person has a lot of love too. And that person has their own experiences. They, that person has the need for joy and connection as well. So I wanted Tracy to have all of those things through all of the the uh, crazy circumstances that he was going through on the show. And I didn't know that people were going to relate to Tracy that well. I just wanted Tracy to just be a full flushed out human being, yeah, person, like everybody else on the show. You know what I mean? Sure. And uh, people really related to Tracy. And I think everybody knows a Tracy. <laughs> I know a Tracy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know a Tracy. Yeah, Of course. You know a Tracy, <laughs> you know a Tracy, and you know a Tracy. We all know a Tracy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Tracy to have uh, the Tracys of our lives to have some representation and to be shown some love, man.
1: Do you got a Donald Glover story going out the door?
3: A Donald Glover story? Do I mean, on- other than the fact that I had to whoop on him. Okay, show. that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's an episode where I beat up uh, Donald Glover, and uh, that was a lot of fun, you know, him and I roaming around. And the thing about Donald was, you know, sure, we could have used stunt people, mm-hmm. but we didn't. So me and him just were like, we're just going to go. So me and him, we understood the choreography, we understood the stunts, and we did it together. And he was going the distance, and I was going the distance. So I have a lot of respect for the huh. um, willingness to trust me you know, and to, uh, to go there, you know, because not everybody will.
1: I've, I've never met him, but you must have a few inches on him, right? uh, Quite a few.
3: <laughs> quite a few. But that's how you do it. You go to distance, you know, just like with this film. Sure. I gained all the weight. I gained 50 pounds in five weeks. Went from 225 to 275 in five weeks. Did you enjoy that? No, I ate 7,000 <laughs> calories a day to do it.
1: What are you eating?
3: I did it all pescatarian. Right. No dairy, no sugar. Didn't eat any beef, pork, or chicken. Did it all pescatarian, clean. You gained
1: weight that way? Gained
3: weight. Gained weight. Yeah, so 7,000 calories on a pescatarian diet. All the fight scenes, I didn't use no stunt doubles, nothing. Nobody threw a punch for me. Nobody took a punch for me. That is my bald head. That's my afro. (laughs) I did every single thing that you see. That was me, man. And we also made contact. We were striking in this film you know uh i've been calling it sparring plus you know what i mean so yeah so donald i believe is a person like that right Mm -hmm. who can go to distance like that too so it was cool to meet somebody like that on set and to be willing to do that
1: what a pleasure chatting with you chris davis come back anytime seriously this is the first of hopefully many times come back anytime with whatever you're doing thanks rich what a pleasure to meet you and chat with you and um, and for you to be as successful as you're as you're becoming, and then also have the sensibility to get out when beer cans are flying in Philadelphia, <laughs> I think you've got the winning combination. I think you've you've got the sensibility and the the forthrightness.
2: Rich, maybe Chris. next time the Cowboys beat up on the Eagles, Chris oh, right. can call oh, in and just tell man. us how he's Bro, feeling you need to about stop. the
3: situation. You, know? <laughs> you need to stop it back there. The level of disrespect. See, you get, I can't see you. You're talking behind my back, literally. <laughs>
1: I love it. Our two in-studio guests, pissed off by the Dallas Cowboys fan. Kate Mara with the Giants and now obviously an Eagle fan and Chris Davis. Big George Foreman is in theaters exclusively this Friday, starring Chris Davis and Forrest Whitaker in theaters near you. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Afford anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
1: Let's be fair and balanced because Kate Mara came on and talked about the Giants and Chris Davis just talked about the Eagles, and both of them rolled their eyes and had a a visceral negative reaction when T.J. Jefferson talked about his beloved Cowboys. I mean, you know what happens. happens. Let's be fair and balanced. Get your damn act together. Well, the Joneses Joneses (laughs) held a press conference today. That's what I heard. Pre-draft press conference. All right. The uh, Dallas Cowboys currently are 27th in the draft order, ooh, ooh, right ooh. behind the Giants. Yeah, it
2: means we had a great
1: season. Uh, will they? Will they trade up? Could they possibly trade up? Uh, B. John Robinson, when the f- mock drafts first started, few had him falling to the uh, Cowboys, 27. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> now that we've hit draft week, sad true. Uh, well, the Cowboys trade up. Will they? Will they trade up?
0: Here they are. You can read all the mock drafts. You can see
1: all the things that maybe were officially polled quietly by other general managers, but you'll never know
0: till you're there. So you can make a quick decision if we say, hey, here's an opportunity, and oh, by the way, it's a guy we had quite a bit higher than where he's fallen to now. It might be worth considering. Giving up something.
3: Well, I made you know, one on Manziel a few years ago, and that didn't go so well. <laughs> um, that right there, yeah. so.
0: You know, when we're six, seven, eight picks out, and you know, we always ask the question, "What would it take up, take to go up and get
1: him? It take your bottom of the second round pick to go get him." And you know, we nine times out of ten we'll have that conversation. So.
0: Drafting's not our problem. Coaching is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's got <gonna> to get everybody. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
1: That's a walk-off line oh, with oh, Mike oh, McCarthy oh, sitting there. Wow. I didn't, know, I didn't, I didn't oh, even know Mike oh, McCarthy oh, was awake. Oh, oh. I mean, well, I mean, come on. That's a press conference where we chose sound bites that the Joneses were talking. I know, but look I mean, alive, like,
0: Mike. Yeah. You're just sitting there
1: like, Rrr. yeah. He doesn't look. Yeah, me and Brockman were like,
2: like look alive. He didn't want to like, be there. That, I mean, yeah. Look like a human being. <laughs> yeah. well, with coach it. has a lot of stuff going on. He didn't want to be yeah. there anyway. Just there, just was, there was no need for him to even be there when Jerry's got it's the money. It's
1: remarkable that he's there at all after he was hired to tell the Joneses, I've watched every snap of your team from the last year, and then once he's hired, admitting he didn't. I mean, how many of us haven't
2: embellished a little bit on a resume? I mean, I come on. Remember
0: that one? Yeah.
2: We've, no. all, we've
1: all twisted a don't little bit. Don't go after Mike McCarthy.
0: Yeah, you, you leave my coach you know, alone, Brockman. <laughs> just because
2: you don't like. Your coach, all right? You leave How my about heart. Jerry? How about Jerry? And,
1: what? What if Stephen and the rest of the organization didn't tell him back in the day, we're not taking Manziel.
0: We're no, not taking we're,
1: him. We're not trading up to go get him. What about Jerry? Just flat out.
0: Jerry wanted Johnny so bad. <laughs>
1: Almost as bad as Skip Bayless in that video that going viral. <laughs> <laughs> how wrong can one man possibly be well, in the same see. video where another man is so right? Merrill Hodge, how about that one? Yeah, if you've never seen that video, look it up. Well, at any rate, what would If you want to talk about a sliding door and how different organizations would be, yes.
2: well, yeah.
1: Because if he couldn't handle Cleveland, oh, can you imagine if the star was on the side of his helmet. Maybe it would have worked out. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, by know. the way, you know who's killing it in the uh, USFL? Aj McCarran. Aj
0: is balling.
1: Oh, no, or Was it XFL? XFL. XFL. XFL? XFL. XFL. Yeah, he's in XFL. I was going to say. Ben Danucci. Oh, I Oh, yeah, Aj. A- no, no, Ben no. Danucci's killing it in DiNucci's the XFL. XFL. Yeah. He yeah. might. Be, he might be coming back. You know, third stringer. He DiNucci. might. We got Cookus. He keeps doing this. He might. He might be. He might be in the live action Moana with the boss. Hey, rich. I don't want to... Uh, ben Denucci and The Rock.
0: Oh, McCarron is the MVP favorite.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Mike would know that. You know why? No. Because he's 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 riding the faders.
2: No, that's X uh, USFL. Mike, Mike's doing USFL. Oh, you're doing. No, not don't, don't under. Ooh.
1: No, McCarron is. Which one is McCarron? In
0: XFL. Oh, XFL. I can't
1: yeah, tell. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I don't I got mean case cookies. A, I'm thrown off by the guy who's people. literally right yeah, behind got, me I, now. I, I didn't want. To, I was yeah, trying yeah. to b- break on? that to you. I a mean, all the places. What Literally. There's only one... Get, get oh, out of the frame. You. They heard you, Rich, I think. <laughs> this guy. Get
0: out of the frame.
1: Get. Hey, but he's got a lot of keys. Keys, Rich, you put a little, keys open doors. You Rich, know? you want
2: me to put a little speaker out there so you yeah. can like just do like, please move. Nope. <laughs> nope,
1: it's okay. No, this
2: is way you fun. don't want to do that.
1: Let's put the it's blinds right. back up for Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, we fair balance. Blonde. Troy Aikman's later to call in tomorrow. <laughs> That's my hey. quarterback. And uh, Carson, uh, uh, your 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 brother in uh, in Twitter accounts being suspended. Carson Palmer. Man, yeah, we gotta get <laughs> what to the What do you
0: do? I don't know. Hey, what he he do you do?
1: Probably like me, didn't do Will nothing. Will Anderson Bijan tomorrow too. I'm gonna show. Look at us. Jeez. Look at us.